Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Mike, I trust you on a lot of levels. I trust you with a lot of things. You're the executor of my will. I'm right. saying that right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, that's right. you are my. You are the godfather to my oldest, my firstborn, my oldest child. I trust you with my innermost yeah. secrets. Shout out to Lake Tahoe. But even if you were a licensed pilot, even if you were a licensed pilot, I don't know that I would trust you to fly me anywhere. That's trust right there. This is a trust fall. That's, like, that's what teammates are all about. We knew Brandon Cooks could fly as one of the fastest players in the NFL. We know he could literally fly. Who knew? But that was Stephon right. Gilmore and Micah Parsons in a, in a flight with him over Seattle. Like, that's... I'd have to see you do it a few times, and maybe even not even then would I get Man. in a plane with you. I'm not sure. I don't know. No I don't sense. like the way that's starting. I don't like the way the defense taken. I don't, I don't like the oh, way the really? show started. No, I don't no, like. Well, I'm sorry. I don't like this. I'm sorry to anybody who I may have offended. I apologize. Yeah, that's me. Good, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to anyone, I apologize anyone. to all the pilots yeah. out there, all the licensed pilots out there. And I'm sure Brandon no, no. Cooks has no. got a thousand miles of doing this, but I'm just like. Man, like if I'm, well, if I'm I, I think that, some of my flying with my boy just makes me nervous. I think my brother-in-law well, might even be a licensed I mean, pilot. It just does. You, just you, does. you wouldn't just, fly with him either. So hey, I need the uniform, okay. the hat, this you know, is the, the wings thing. on the chest. You know, this is so funny. You just, you just, you gave it a nice little setup, and it made me feel proud to hear you say these things. Hey, you know, Godfather to Savannah. I'm like, yeah, I'm proud yeah. of that. And, you know, yeah. I you know I, I got I, I take it very I seriously. I don't when, want when you I'm, to have I'm, to, you know, your, be your that. Life, I, don't you to, I don't want you to have to step in. Exactly, I don't want you to have to step in. So therefore, but no, your life, <laughs> I'm, your I'm life particular. with this paperwork, with this paperwork, your life is in my hands. I take that seriously. That's a weighty. That's a weighty commitment. What do you know? The last time you took a flight, I think you took a flight to Martha's Vineyard. What do you know about the pilot? Yeah. You know more about me I, than right. you know about I the pilot. Assume. I'm more you're invested right. in that's, you that's being that's safe fair. than that's a pilot is. That's fair. No, you're so right. You trust you're right. Some, they don't know me from a box. Some yeah. I don't right. know. You're right. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, it's what did he do last me. night? I need, I need to examine my inner, my personal biases. You know, you ever seen Flight with Denzel Washington? One of his best oh, performances. Yeah. You absolutely and I, right. And I know what he did. I know what he was doing the night before. The night before. He has some that's questionable exactly right. stuff going on. But you, then but, he jumps but, on the but, flight. But what we know is that the Cowboys, that's team chemistry right there. That's bonding. Shout out to Brandon Cooks, who's probably a great pilot. Otherwise, he, they wouldn't let him take a plane. He probably had to pass all kinds of certifications and whatnot. All right, we are talking pilots. We are talking jets. We are talking about teams that's ready to take off. And we are talking about a dude that is looking for a ticket out of town on this here edition of Brother from Another. I felt like being a TV guy for once in this show's history. Oh, there it um, is. That's a Texans, good little... Table of contents the right there. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. The Texans have not uh, officially named who will be piloting their offense. We assume it will be second overall pick CJ Stroud over Davis Mills. Not official yet. But I want to start there because, man, I remember, because we'll get to A Rich in a second. 
Averich might be the most fascinating player in the NFL this year. Definitely most fascinating rookie. But right. I remember the draft process. You were like, it's not even close. It's not even close. The guy is from the Ohio State University. It's CJ right. Stroud. So when I saw right. him kind of take a step forward in the second preseason game, I saw that and I said to myself, man, I got to talk to Michael about like just check in on Stroud. You know, we'll get to my man Arich in a second, but but CJ Stroud in particular because it's like the combine, which Arich ripped up the combine. We know that. Like like no quarterback ever right, had. Right. But the best passing performance at the combine was CJ Stroud. The best passer in this class was CJ Stroud. The, the, the best when it comes to ball placement is CJ Stroud. It, like, yes, Bryce Young won the Heisman Trophy, but CJ Stroud did his thing in Ohio State. So, Mr. OHIO himself, Michael Holly, what are your early impressions of CJ Stroud? And why are more people talking about how great he can be? Is it a Houston thing? Do people just overlook Houston in the aftermath of Deshaun Watson? Is yeah. It, is, are they kind of irrelevant? What is it? Why are more people talking about Stroud? I know at the beginning of the draft, uh, before the draft actually happened, I know I said to you that C.J. Stroud should be taken number one overall by Carolina. Okay, Bryce Young went one, C.J. Stroud went two. It could have been the other way around. No problem. But I think both of those guys, number one and number two, have the same issues, and it really has nothing to do with them. It's more the situations that they find themselves in. You know, Carolina has this all-star offensive coaching staff, it's been well documented. All these people, all these you got your you want to get call some people, have all your experts, they get all these experts <laughs> offensively, but they still have a lot of holes in the franchise, and it's just a lot to deal with. When you are the foundational piece at quarterback and there's not a lot around you, and you you're part of the building, it's gonna be rough. Year one's gonna be rough for Bryce Young, year one's gonna be uh, rough for CJ Stroud. So I think that's why nobody's talking about it. Define rough. Now it's, Def it's Define start, rough. rough yeah. Probably more, probably, probably more uh, interceptions and touchdowns. Uh, some moments mm. where commentators, where loudmouth talking heads like you and me, are saying, "Ooh, did they make the right decision?" When some other rookie who's in a better situation may look better temporarily. Ooh, ooh, did the did the did the Panthers make the right move? Did the Texans make the right move? It's gonna be some moments like that. Well, uh, but you know, because, we have to, but we, but we, have we saw to that. We already saw that in year one. We saw it in year one a couple years yes. ago. Trevor That's Lawrence, exactly right. Trevor Lawrence. Well, well hey, not just hey, Trevor Lawrence, they, but like the 49ers, Mac Jones and all the whole thing. Yeah, but look at that whole But there you go. Look at that whole class. Mac Jones looked like he was the best one from the 21 class. We know what happened last year, much of which we don't ascribe or attribute it to Mac not Jones. It's more of the offensive coordinator situation, right. but but still his stock took a dip after last year. Um, Trey Lance is trying to be the third quarterback in San Francisco. You know, probably won't be the backup quarterback to Brock Purdy. We know starting as that ship has sailed. Uh, Justin Fields was bumpy early on. Had a great year in some spots last year. They declared, they pledged their fealty to him by trading away the number one pick. But still, the jury's out when it comes to Fields as a passer for a lot of people. Trevor Lawrence looks like he's looks like he's on the ascent. And Zach Wilson's now a backup. We'll get to Zach Wilson later on. But what I'm saying, Michael, by going over the 21 class um, is that we know for certain that these guys all aren't going to work out. Certainly not early on, but we know they're not going to all hit. The, the odds right. are, unless this, is, unless this is the class of 83, the odds are that one of these three first-round guys, three guys that were taken in the top four, is going to bust. 
the guy that most I, I think Stroud was the safest pick all along because of his ability as a passer. Miss me with the, the SQ test. I believe in his abilities as a passer. I actually like the receiver room. They may not have a bona fide alpha in Houston. Hmm. Um, I, I like D'Amico Ryans as a leader. I think if okay. I had to bet on the guy least likely to bust for me, it would be Stroud just because of his pedigree and his measurables and whatnot. But speaking of measurables, the guy that most people think has the most bust potential is a guy that didn't play in the second preseason game. And that confused the shit out of me. Like, wow. the reason you're starting Anthony Richardson, and the reason you named him the starter over Gardner Minshew was because that he needs to play in order to develop. I can't understand for the life of me why you wouldn't put him out there for so much as one series in the second preseason game. Can you? Yeah, I can. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why. Can, can I answer this question? By I don't know. Do you have thoughts on Baltimore? I don't know if you have thoughts on Baltimore and their win streak. Do you have thoughts on this? Because if you do, I hold off. Because I, yeah, I got we'll, a couple well, ways we'll to get to that later. We'll get to that later okay. on. We'll say, I, so I don't steal okay. your own thunder. I yeah. won't touch it. I won't touch that. But I'll just say this. If, if he's the starting quarterback, and they know he's going to be the starter, and props to them for actually naming Anthony Richardson number four overall pick, Mike. Thanks for saying he's the starting quarterback, because if you draft somebody number four overall and you say he needs to play to really develop, and you don't, you didn't have a quarterback. You've been looking, looking for one uh, since Andrew Luck retired. Thank you for not playing this game. Thank you for not say Atlanta putting him third string like Atlanta did with B. John Robinson. He still listens as their third string running back. Who are we playing <laughs> around with here? So go ahead, name him the starting quarterback. And right. since don't he's your starting quarterback in a preseason, in a preseason. It doesn't matter as much as it did three or four years ago with a lot of joint practices. Teams are finding ways to get the work in that they want to get in in practice. They're trying to save him. He's their guy now. They're trying to save him seeing more and more preseason injuries. It makes sense to me. Uh, you, 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 uh, you can kind of script. Where do we want to use Anthony Richardson? Doesn't have to be game number two. It could be our final game. It could be for a quarter. It could be for a series. But when the regular season starts, that's when he's going to start to learn. But Mike, but Mike it, he's got he's got so August, much developing to do. There are guys yeah. far more established who have who are playing at least a series in the preseason week one week two. There are guys who have who have a lot less of a learning curve. I just mentioned CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. They're playing right. like for a guy who the, the knock on him was not his measurables. And the more you get to know right. him, it's not his intangibles. It was his right. inexperienced inexperience. I beg your pardon. And to not give him experience so, just makes zero sense whatsoever. The only well, the wait. only way the only reason I could reach for is well, we don't want him to suffer any setbacks that may hurt his confidence. But the kid doesn't lack for confidence at all. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Like he needs to be, he needs every rep in practice. He needs to be playing at least the first half of preseason games. I, I just, I, okay. like, no, he's not a guy think? that you can say we've seen enough because he hasn't seen enough. Anthony Richardson well, has not seen enough. He has not seen enough live bullets, so to speak, for you to say, no, we're good. We'll just wait until the regular season. Like, I, I'm sorry, like, because I'm emotionally invested. Sidebar, he's my dynasty quarterback. Um, I need Anthony Richardson. But plus, but plus, 
I, I think he's as I think he can he he is he can be he could be the best athlete we've ever seen play quarterback. He's got the measurables to do it. Dude is, is Derek if Derek Henry decided to play quarterback, he'd be Anthony Richardson. Okay? Like okay. I, I he is as fascinating a figure as there is entering the 2023 NFL season. And I don't want the skeptics. I don't want the doubters. I don't want the armchair quarterback basement at home in their basement scouts to be right about wait, you know what? Like, no, he's going to be a bust. Right. He, he wasn't ready. We never saw it at Florida. Like, I don't want them to be right M- more, more, more than me being right. When it comes to my dynasty fantasy team, I don't want them to yeah. be right. And I want the yeah. Colts to do right by okay, him. Mike. Mike, it's August 21st. So it's August 21st. Uh, cameras on in your house cameras on in my house. That means we got to do a show on Monday, August 21st, 2023. But a month from now, a month from now, September 21st, right. Am I, I going to remember the preseason? Uh, probably not. Right, right. Is it going <laughs> to matter? Is Charles Robinson, no. Robinson going to say on September 21st, you know, Anthony, uh, Anthony Richardson, he really missed those right. 10 He's series or 8 series or 7. Point taken. 7 Touché. series in the preseason. But Charles is also going to agree with me in this moment that it does feel odd, Charles, to not play the guy who you're starting him as Peyton Manning even said, the way he's going to learn is is by playing, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to name him starter, um, it doesn't, especially at this stage in his career, it doesn't make sense to take reps off the table. And if you're afraid of him getting hurt, then why are you putting anybody out there in the preseason? Like, I don't, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. He needs as many reps as possible. I think he needs success. That's another thing, too, that people undersell when it when they talk about preseason reps, particularly for a young player like that, I don't mind if he's playing against second string guys or third string guys or people who are going to be on the street in two weeks because it gives him an ability to go out and compete and having that success can lift him. Um, it, it's just, there's there's a lot of dynamics mentally uh, that come into play here, and it's not just about you know physically keeping him um, healthy and you know getting him mental reps during the week and all these things. So I yeah. yeah I, doesn't make any. I I will say this. It did catch me by surprise that they didn't name him starter internally, and then I just thought externally for them to to announce that they were starting him. Um, you could have probably played it out. I mean, the beat writers would have known, so it's it would have been yeah. a little bit of a, a charade. But I just hate telling the Jacksonville Jaguars three weeks in advance, this is the quarterback you're going to be facing rather than, you know, six hmm. days in advance. Well, no, that, that's interesting because that, that frustrates a lot of us when, you know, these teams put on these charades like, okay, Houston, we know it's CJ Stroud. Yeah. I mean, all, you know, I but, get it. but th- one of the benefits of Richardson going to Indianapolis was Shane Steichen, who, hey, this guy knows what he's doing. He had Jalen Hurts, yada, 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 yep. you know, J- Justin Herbert. This doesn't feel like a he knows what he's doing moment by not playing this guy. What ju- what ju- what, age, what, uh, what Anthony Richardson really needs though is a healthy and engaged Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Where does that situation stand? <laughs> I I mean it's it's all it's I don't think it's really changed. I mean it's the the he is so beyond burned. I think he feels by ownership at this stage that I don't know. It's hard for me to see it being repaired, but it's interesting to me that when I talk to other teams about this situation, they think Taylor's going to end up getting a deal. 
in Indianapolis. They think that he's going to, which I'm just like, okay, that's not, it's somewhat surprising to me, I guess, if the dynamic is we don't want to take um, an elite caliber, you know, player away from the quarterback at this stage. Um, I, I get that, but why inflict so much damage if you're ultimately going to end up doing a deal with him? So uh, do I, he's not going to miss games. You know, like there's, it's just not going to happen. But um, I, I wish I could tell you that I have the confidence that some of these other teams do that he's, he's going to ultimately end up getting his learn, long-term contract and they're going to move into the season. Fine. Jim Irsay, I we, we mm-hmm. made the joke, you know, on our, on yeah. our podcast that they need to do the, www.creedthoughts.gov and just tell Jim Irsay it's it's your social media that's go ahead that's that's everyone can see that just set up a blank word document and convince them that it's Twitter or whatever platform we want to call it now so let's let's keep up here let's keep up here Charles let's see Uh, Austin Eckler uh, he complained about his situation he got some uh, some adjustments to his contract with incentives uh, Saquon Barkley, moderate adjustment uh, to his contract, not much. Now, Josh Jacobs, what are we going to say about Josh Jacobs if uh, indeed he returns to the Raiders and is ready for week one? I, I mean, we can talk about adjustments or whatever. No, nobody's doing the long-term deal. Like that's the, to me, you know, if somebody gets a, a million dollars kicked in or, you know, there's some incentives, um, you know, pumped into a, a one-year deal. Okay, that's fine. You're kind of kicking the can down the road, and you're not even doing it. I think in a measurable way that is going to make any of these running backs happy. I one of the things I thought was really interesting when I was in Jets camp, Dalvin Cook. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he was talking about this threat that all the running backs are on, and like he was the question was put to him like, "Who's on it?" And he basically insinuated that it was like all the starters in the league are on this. Um, messaging thread together and he talked about like how necessary it is mentally for them like that this is all these guys are really upset that they feel like the the position is just getting screwed over um, in almost every franchise in the league and they feel like they're like mentally leaning on each other to talk it out right now Um, it's there's not going to be a breakthrough I think here until you know, one long-term deal gets done and then maybe other teams. I, I just, I don't see this changing. We're going to keep talking about this yeah. until, you know, there's some kind of yeah. inflection point with the NFL. All who's, the hero? Who's, the, who's the hero among, among the running backs, among, among that group? Is it, would it be Derrick Henry? Hey, he's the guy who, is he the, oh, you know, I, I just want to be like, I want to be like Henry. Hey, treat me the way Tennessee treats Derrick Henry. Do you think that's the guy? Is that the, the model running back contractually? No, I think it's McCaffrey. You know, I think I think McCaffrey. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey is the one yeah. who's, you know, still banking. But the thing is, when you talk to teams about Christian McCaffrey, what they end up telling you is, okay, well, here's all the different things that he brings to the table, and here's the, how that affects the quarterback. You know, he still is a yeah. player that can catch the ball out of the backfield. He still is a play, he's a capable blocker. Um, he's a dynamic runner and all the things that he brings, he can even throw it, you know, all these things that he brings to the table, he brings at a really high level. He just had a couple of seasons where he wasn't healthy, but yeah, financially, there's no question. McCaffrey is that guy, but he's such a rarity, even in that group. 
Well, the hope may may lie in the aforementioned B. John Robinson or Jameer Gibbs, first rounders, sure. and I'd have to build off that first round contract. If they're as versatile as advertised, and maybe they're the ones that rescue the running back position. But you mentioned being at Jets camp, which kind of sort of were all at Jets camp, thanks to hard knocks. Um, Aaron Rodgers has been so fun to listen to, said no one ever, at least in the last couple of years, right? But so fun to listen to on hard knocks. And just here's a snippet of, of his mood uh, that we caught uh, from the sidelines. Has he been kind of like an assistant coach or quarterback coach um, during one of the recent preseason games? Here's Aaron Rodgers. Well, it's like Matthew McConaughey said, every year I'm in the league, I get older, they stay the same age, the young guys. So you got to find ways to relate to these guys and see what they're into. And it's a great group. I mean, I'm having a blast. I really am. It's a great staff. Bunch of, like I said, really good young players. We brought in some veteran guys who can really play, and I'm excited. You know, it, we get to go up against the top five defense every single day in practice and just see, see what we're made of. And it's been uh, fun to see the growth. You mentioned Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook said, I got tired of being on the other side of that. I had to, I had to be a part of an Aaron <laughs> yeah. Rodgers led outfit. But I got to give you props, Charles. Like, I remember talking to you on my main man, Michael Smith, and you wrote about this on Yahoo as well. It's like you were always focused on the person and the dynamic that I can't get enough of in hard knocks, and that's Zach Wilson. And that's what signing Aaron Rodgers not only meant for the Jets in the short term, but in the long term. And look, Aaron Rodgers has, you know, we've all rolled our eyes at Aaron Rodgers over the last several years with some of his stuff, but He's jumping off the screen to me, and I love to know what you got at camp. Jumping off the screen to me as a teammate, yeah, especially, especially to Zach Wilson, basically yeah, paying forward what he never received from Brett Favre. Yeah, it's it's remarkable that like you talk to people in the organization and they're like, Zach is like it's like the pressures like like he just is carrying himself. He's not weighted down like this like whatever looks was good. Yeah, he looks happy. He's enjoying playing football right now. And I think they're extremely happy that, like, I, I talked to a couple different people in the organization. They're like, it's funny that people don't understand how hard it is for this guy to go, okay, I got demoted. <laughs> like, they mm -hmm. demoted me and they brought in another guy to take the job. And by the way, it's open ended. Like, we're, well, Rodgers will play one year, or two years, or whatever. They don't know. If Rodgers wants to play five years, they're going to keep him five years. And they didn't really know how uh, Zach Wilson was ultimately going to handle that. And they're like, actually, he's handled it wonderfully. Like, he's he really does look up to Aaron in a way. It's like it's his big brother and their relationship, the way that they talk to each other, the, the way they joke around. And then, you know, he they're like, we can see in the practice, you know, the film that we're watching, two things are happening. Number one, Zach is rebounding. And he wasn't doing that before. So if he has a bad series in practice, he'll come back out and, and he'll rebound from that. If he has a bad day in practice, he'll come back out and he'll have a better day the next day. And they think some of that resiliency is just kind of having Rodgers as a soundboard. And then number two, they're like, you know, skill-wise, you can see some of the things that Aaron is showing him in practice. You'll, you're actually seeing it start to show up on tape or in games. And it's... I think everything that they hoped for from a Zach Wilson standpoint so far has come to fruition. Now it's not perfect. Yep. He still will sail balls. He'll still make, uh, you know, some, some bad decisions, but 
their biggest thing is like they see the growth from a rebound um, standpoint, mentally, him yeah. able to not just go into a hole. Now he goes into a hole, he comes right back out of it. And mm. like to them, they're like, that's why they think Robert Salas says this guy's going to start for a long time in the league. That's one of those yeah. things that he sees that tells him he's going to make it. They're, they're letting him develop. They're giving him an opportunity to develop. And every quarterback's development isn't linear. Wilson was Mike's boy coming out of the 21, 21 class. We still talked is. about the 21 class. I'm still with still him. Still is. But you know who we both love from talking to him on the show, and I'm sure the Niners felt the same way, was Trey Lance, obviously, who they traded up for. Bro, yeah. it's like, can he play? I, mm-hmm. I'm just going to put it out there because it's like, because he hasn't had a, he's had nothing but bad break after bad break. Um, yeah. So he doesn't really have a time on a Super Bowl ready team. Uh, doesn't have time to develop and make mistakes or whatever. They, you know, and obviously Purdy happened. Can he play? And if so, what's his future? Because the damn shit don't seem to be in San Francisco. Do you realize that? Do you realize that Trey Lance has less than 500 pass attempts since high school? Like, as yeah. in yeah. high school, college, and the NFL, yeah. he has fewer than. I'm talking about in-game, actual games, not counting yeah. like preseason all sorts of stuff. Less than five. I mean, he. We talked about that with Anthony Richardson. Needs to play. Trey yeah. Lance needs to be somewhere where he's gonna play. Okay, he needs reps. He needs yeah. um, as many reps as possible. When I went through camp there, it was a Brock Purdy rest day, and so I watched him with the first team offense. He and he and Sam Darnold both split snaps, and I was like counting every time he get the ball. I'm like one, two, three, four, five. That's a sack. That's a sack. And it was like. He was holding the ball too long. He wasn't, he just, there wasn't this like grip it and rip it decisiveness. And then he went out against the Raiders and I saw the exact, I'm like, that is exactly what I saw in practice. Um, Now, you know, he carries it to the field and they won't say it publicly, but I know that there's concern the later in the rep that it gets. So he gets the ball, the longer he holds that ball. I think they think it's not panic, but there's like an anxiety buildup where you'll watch him at the end of a rep start to kind of freak out like I got to get rid of this ball what am I doing and then he'll make a a, a mistake mm. you know he just needs I think he needs reps I think he ultimately will need a fresh start from San Francisco and he needs to go somewhere where they can just kind of reboot it it's unfortunate because he kind of needs what Zach Wilson's getting in New York well, Zach Wilson's Trey getting, Lance yeah, exactly. kind of needs yeah. that yeah. yeah and yeah talent's there though he's got talent it's not that that's not a question yeah hmm. Yeah, this is. Listen, we're, we're we're all married men, so let's just let's just make this a relationship thing, you know. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna let's ask some uncomfortable questions. So if Trey Lance is sitting down uh, with his spouse, the 49ers, and he says to his spouse, "Do you regret marrying me?" What would the spouse say? Okay, that that's one. And then two, Michael Smith did ask you a question. He asked you a question: Can he play? If you had to, would you pound the table for him? Would you take that 45's hat off, throw it down, and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm in for Trey Lance. He can play. <laughs> Maybe not here. He can play. So there's two questions. Does a spouse regret the marriage? Which means the marriage is over. And two, can he play somewhere else? I think, I don't think the spouse even asked the question in this situation because I think he knows the answer. He's seen the answer. Right. The last pick in the draft They've moved on. <laughs> been pretty good. Has has yeah. taken that spot, and not only that, did they move on, but they went and got another guy who can be a capable backup. 
I mean, he's right. he's the third string quarterback in San Francisco right now. So don't at the divorce is mm. it's over. You're 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 right. staying in separate bedrooms. You're like it's now yeah. it feels like it's it's just a matter of time. Can he change that? That leans into you know Michael's question about can he play? No, right now, no. I don't think so. I don't think you want. I don't think he can go out and play games and win. What I would like to see him do. You look at like let's say Malik Willis um, with the yep. Tennessee Titans. Perfect. Malik Willis. Yep. He's not, I don't think, I, I don't think he is a starting caliber quarterback right now, but he definitely yeah. took a big step. He's an injury away now. And, and, <laughs> He's a right injury away. <laughs> if he takes that same kind of step between two yeah. and three that he took between one yeah. and two, he will be a yeah. starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. But he's, I, I think they are really pleased to see him take a really good step. And by the way, when you watch him, I went through camp there. They'll tell you. He is so much more comfortable in year two mm. than he was in year one. You, when you look at Trey Lance, he's not comfortable. Being comfortable yeah. means some things around you are starting to slow down, and I don't think yeah. Trey Lance has that right now. Before, I'm glad you mentioned Malik Willis. I did want to get to him, so thanks for, for uh, getting to that real quick. Before we let you go, I know it's preseason. We're not supposed to make a big deal out of preseason, but I'm about to make a big oh, deal out of preseason. A <laughs> dude oh, that looks like go. he can play? A dude that looks like he can play is Aiden O'Connell. Like, what, what you hearing about Aiden O'Connell? I, I mean, he looks like the real deal for whatever his word. He looks like he, he's seeing it. He's letting it rip. Yeah. He's comfortable right out of the gate. Did yeah, the Raiders. The fourth round? I'll tell you what, the Raiders, their draft, actually, Jacorian Bennett, they got this kid that they took. I think he was like a fourth-round corner. When I went, I was like, whoa. I'm like, who is that? Like, I'm looking on the sheet. Like, I got to figure out who this guy is. Uh, Michael Mayer. Uh, you yeah. know, obviously Ty- Tyree Wilson. I mean, we'll see with him, but it's um, the Tucker it, kid, the wide receiver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trey Tucker flashed while I was yeah. there too. I'm like, man, this draft looks pretty good. And yeah. you're like, the what the Raiders want is they want to be able to stack some draft classes. I'm like, well, this is what the draft classes are going to look like. This give them a couple years, but yeah, Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. When I went, he oh. looked he looked decent, but man, what I've seen oh. on the field has been pretty good. Charles, you know better. You know he's asking. This is about dynasty or fantasy. It's about the draft. No, it's, it's not. about your league. No, it's no, about it's dynasty. Not. No, no, no. No, it's no, not. No, no. It's always, it's, it's always an agenda there. Always. Okay. okay always, Charles. You know it. I'm gonna check his roster, right. roster right now. Maybe it is. He's on my other roster, not the one in our league, Charles. I see. Oh, I got see. Man, I told you. <laughs> man, I should have known. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. 
This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I'm a rosé girl. That's my favorite kind of wine. I feel like a, like a Carrie Bradshaw on a budget, you know? I've never met an astronaut. Should I call you a blastronaut? I think astronaut. That's a little I just wanted to find out, what are your feelings? Masculinity can be imprisoning. You look at me. <laughs> but all the concern about white children, telling this anti-woke story, it infantilizes them. It makes them children forever. The new generation acknowledge a lot of the stuff that we just kind of had to brush off. Yeah. They have a voice. I don't want to say more spiritual, but we are spiritual. Do you pray for someone after you tackle them? <laughs> In America, you have had a level of reparations. We can talk about how much life matters. We still live in a society where capitalism matters more. What is the difference between having influence and being a leader? I would like you to photo this. Oh, yes. Are you using my influence or my leadership? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like to be loved and respected. Basketball Hall of Famer, Kurt Gowdy, Media Award winner, Anscapes Mark J. Spears is here. Got that glow like Bruce Leroy from, from Springfield <laughs> still. And tell us about this new joint on Hulu, the Conversations product Project. I beg your pardon. Tell us about this joint and, and how it feels, Mark, to see this vision come to fruition. Well, I, I think I'm smiling big because that's the first time I've seen it like on TV. Right. Like it's, <laughs> it's been on the internet and tweets and Instagram and all that. So man, thank you for running that. It feels different now. See, you know, it's like you're hearing your song on, on the radio for the first time. Right. So, <laughs> right, um, right. no, I mean, and you guys know this and, and Mike, you got a zillion projects. Uh, I, I think we got to keep trying to do things outside of our box. And, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago, uh, Anscape kind of challenged us to come up with some TV show ideas. And myself and Chef, you saw popping the cork as Chef David Lawrence. Uh, we came up with a, a show where actually initially we had a pilot with Terrence Mann where we're bringing athletes uh, to vineyards and then getting them a good meal that means something to them with Chef. And they ended up biting on the dinner. And so we added also... Uh, Elaine Welteroff from Project Runway and Teen Vogue fame. She's amazing. So the three of us are hosts. And basically what happens is we have a three-course meal where Chef curates this amazing meal. Um, and with each course is, is also a different topic that's near and dear and maybe even uh, painful to the black community. And we're also showcasing black wines uh, with every ep episode as well. So the conversations get... You know, we, we talk about mental health. We talk about racial justice and injustice, entrepreneurship, travel, spirituality, social media, the LGBTQ plus community. Like we, 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 the same conversations we have. I think people think that when like the three of us get together, all we're talking about is, is sports. Nah, our conversations get a lot deeper than that. And so I, I think this is a show where People need to see us in this light, man, and see how like, actually we really hang out. And uh, so I, I, I'm really proud of this show and it's out of the sports world and excited about what potentially it could be. Proud of you, man. That sounds awesome. 
Uh, yeah, and I'm proud of you too, Mark. And I think the show is going to be great. And if you are inviting James Harden to dinner, some of those <laughs> themes uh, would come up. I- I'm wondering, like, what what do you think we would get there? Because it's not just basketball with him. He's talking about they're not conversing. Like he, 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 he feels like he's been lied to. He, they're not conversing. <laughs> and as I said to Mike, I said to Mike last week. I'm not sure what James Harden is looking for. It's not just comp- something. So like, what, what's your best your best read on this, Mark? Well, if he was on the Conversations Project, uh, he'd hmm. talk about the 10,000 bottles of wine he just sold in, in minutes in China first. Well, you know, we certainly get yeah. him to talk about that and how he gotten into the wine industry. But, you know, that whole situation in Philly is an absolute disaster and a mess. Um, Obviously, if a promise was made by Daryl Morey, uh, there could be ramifications from him from the league. There could be ramifications for the Sixers. That could be quite but expensive. A, but a promise, but it's not a promise. But apparently, it's not a promise of oh, I'm gonna take care of you on the back end with this contract. If you take a yeah. pay cut now, it is a promise that we're gonna trade you quickly, which is like yeah. I, I, I will do our best. Like, you know, the, the team don't owe yeah. you. They'll owe you that. They'll owe you. Like, yeah. they gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, ask Damian Lillard. You know, in the same yeah, spot. But like, I mean, just, like, when, once it went public and it, it was intriguing that James uh, Harden did say that in China of all places, because, you know, that certainly is a place where I, I, right. I don't think a lot of people realize that you could go. Uh, we don't need to do all the background on it now, but uh, they don't show Sixers games in China. Because right. of some comments Darren Morey has made in the past, yeah. and yeah. Uh, so for him to James to make those comments in China, probably got more than shoes in and wine being sold. Anything <laughs> with his name on it is probably a big thing there. Yeah. But it basically forced the NBA to say, "Okay, because this is detrimental to the league now. Where this is going, like you, you look at the Damon Lillard side, and 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 I got a piece coming on Damon Lillard in a couple of days." Um, he's not burning any bridges. He's not yelling to the hills. He's doing things in certainly a more quiet and professional manner, and I, I still think he's going to get his way in terms of going to Miami. Um, but James is certainly lighting things on fire, and I think if it gets closer to camp, like we saw this in Houston already, like so he he, he certainly has a, a blueprint on, on how to get out yeah. of places. I just think yeah. now it's just uh, harder because when you look at teams, like I wonder if he's getting into that world when Allen Iverson was in Memphis where he made some comments and, and, and Memphis ended up cutting him um, where teams start saying like your talent is still great, but maybe Ain't not what, yeah. it, but, but is it worth everything else? And yeah. uh you know, he didn't. He wasn't happy in Houston. He wasn't happy in Brooklyn. He wasn't happy. In, he's not happy in Philly. You know, what is it like going to take to like be Mike happy? Says, what what, is, what does he want? You know, now you and know. At, he is at happy. this point, like I wonder if teams might be say, is the is the yeah. is the reward worth the risk? And right. so, it, it, I'm, I, and I just know with the Clippers, they're they're intrigued, but not enough to. They're looking for a fire sale too. So it's, it's a very yeah. crazy situation well, in Philly. Only person that matters to me is Joel Embiid. We'll see, we'll see what he makes of all this and what move, if any, he decides to make. Before we let you go, man, one other person I want to hit on real quick, in keeping with the Conversations Project theme, 
you probably already got this dude booked. Uh, is Jalen Brown from his press conference to now writing notes to the writers who put him on the All NBA team to get him yeah. paid? Is there a dude that's got his act together in the NBA more than Jalen Brown? Say what you want, and I said a lot about him. As a player, yeah. but as a person, I know you go back with him to Cal, um, if not before that. No, yeah. I mean, me, me and him go back. In fact, I'll say this, Mike. He handpicked me to break the news of his contract. You know, we had a relationship that went back from when he went to Cal. And I still remember the first time we went to uh, meet and did a story on him. And he picked a Brazilian restaurant and he had a soccer jersey on. And he was talking about how he was learning Spanish and the guitar. He, he's certainly a, awesome. a very interesting, intriguing dude who's doing amazing things in Boston, uh, trying to help, you know, change uh, the, the wealth disparity uh, racially in the city. And, you know, for him to say, hey, I want you to break that story. I want you to write it. I'll, I'll never forget that, too, because he uh, he certainly empowered me with that. Says a lot about you. Says a lot about you, Hall of Famer. Sure does. Conversations Project. Hulu, August 28th. Bro, Watch it, please. You, Thank you. The growth. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Good stuff, Love Mark Spears. Love, Love you. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. All right. I, I really appreciate what Coach Belichick did tonight. Um, you know, he took the initiative on that, and look, we're not. This is not the AFC Championship. We're not playing for records. This is preseason game too, right? and we have an injury like that. Um, you know, it affects a lot of guys in a lot of different ways, and clearly, our team was uh, shaken by what happened. Um, and I think Coach made the right decision. I think, you know. That was tremendous leadership by him. And I have to say, honestly, that was one of the proudest moments I've had as, as a guy who's played for him for now 16 years to see what he did. And there was no hesitation. And, you know, I, I appreciate Coach LaFleur as well for, you know, standing with him on that. I think everybody acted 
swiftly and, you know, it was the right call in this situation. Uh, I love Matthew Slater. I'm proud of Matthew Slater. Future Hall of Famer Matthew Slater, Mike Jones, who will be a head coach one day. You can see it. You can just see. We all seeing guys. Like, he's he going to be a head coach if he wanted right. to. Yeah. He'll be the next no question. John Harbaugh, coming from that special teams track and being Demi a head coach. Or D'Amico Ryans. Uh, He'll be D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yes. I love, uh, though, the decision made by Belichick and LaFleur. I love where the game is going, where common sense and perspective and compassion is taken over. It's the aftermath of the Isaiah Bolden injury, of, cor of course, where they just called off the game, called off the joint practices. It was the most significant thing, Mike Jones, that happened so far in preseason. That glimpse into just where we are as, as a league and as a game right now. But speaking of significance of preseason and speaking of John Harbaugh, the Ravens have a 24-game winning streak in preseason that they're very proud of going on. And Michael, you had a take on that earlier that you've been holding till Mike Jones came on. What, what was that about about this winning streak? Mike Jones, please, please, please tell me. <laughs> please tell me that you're with me and Sam Cosby, and that a preseason winning streak. You shouldn't even be keeping up with this. You should not be keeping up with records. I don't know what Kansas City's preseason record was last year. I know they won the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I don't know what Tampa Bay's preseason record was when Tom Brady led them uh, to their first uh, Super Bowl since 2002. I don't know. I don't care. The fact that the Ravens care bothers me. Do you? Are you? Do you share my passion? My passion <laughs> for this ridiculous accounting that everyone in Baltimore is keeping up with. What's going on yeah. here? Yeah, you know I grew up in the DC. <laughs> you, you knew I grew up in the DC area, right? Um, and I remember '91, Washington went 0 and 4 in the preseason, and I'm a kid, and I'm like, oh man, they're gonna be bad, and they won the Super Bowl. And a few years later, old Steve Spurrier rolls into town and lights up the scoreboards, and is like, well, this gonna be easy, you know, the old ball coach, and then he couldn't find his way out of a wet paper bag during the regular season. That, as a teenager, is when I realized, like, oh, preseason records don't matter? I mean, these veterans, what? hardly any of them are playing. And so Mike I know Smith disagrees it's a point of pride well, the for the point. young guys. It's, it's a point of pride for the young guys. But I bet you if you asked Lamar Jackson, he would be like, yeah, I don't care. Um, hey, you know, are we keeping score? They could thump their chest on score? something. Are we, are we keeping score? Like, yeah, oh, we no, score we're not. Score, we're, we ain't getting okay. the score. Okay. No, we're, are people you know, paying doing, for these tickets? We're, we're making. Well, okay, that's different. They shouldn't be. Now, that's that, I'm passionate about that too. They should not be yeah. paying. It's not like oh, they try to make it a 20 game. It's a 20 game pack. It's not 20 games. It's 17 games, and there are three preseason games. That that's the well, whole hustle too from the NFL. I got a problem yeah. with that as well. But the, but all jokes aside, and I, I might be reaching here, but there may be a reason why this is significant. Because y'all know, or at least Mike knows, there's no organization I hold in higher regard than the Baltimore Ravens. And one of the things the Ravens do well, better than anybody, is they draft and develop. They scout players, they find players uh, that fit their system and that go on to success elsewhere, right? Like, maybe winning preseason games, when you're playing so many different people, maybe that speaks to the depth of their organization when it comes to talent evaluation. That's a nice try. Maybe that's why they're proud of it. Maybe they're proud of it because it shows that, like, yo, the people on the end of our bench are playing the same winning football. People that might not even make the team are holding the standard 
holding up the. St- I don't. I don't know. I'm maybe. Am I reaching in, Mike? Am I, am I reaching? Am I reach? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a reach because <laughs> I bet you anything that the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs would be like, go have your undefeated uh, preseason. <laughs> we got Super we got Bowl. Lombardis. You know, I mean, any any team that it matters what you're doing if you're undefeated in January and February. Um, yes, again, it's great that they have um, uh, a deep roster and they play hard, uh, but it doesn't matter. So, I mean, it really doesn't Okay, I'm glad you said and that. Because the thing that I'm invested in And they got media in notes on it. Oh. And they got media they, they notes really? on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing I'm most invested in, though, and, and, and Michael could attest to this, because we've been on this show for three years, and I've been talking about it for three years. So there's an ownership change, as you may have heard, when it comes to the Washington Commanders. Yippee. Yes. But that's not going to matter, Mike Jones or Michael Holly, if they don't figure out the quarterback spot. Right. 2022 fifth round pick Sam Howell is the fourth quarterback in the last decade drafted in the fifth round or later who is slated, of course, to start the season over along with Trevor Simeon, Nathan Peterman, and Gardner Minshew. I've been a Sam Howell guy or Sam Howell truther since his junior year at North Carolina. I'm a believer. I don't give a damn what Ronnie would. How can we talk about Brock Purdy as the last pick of the draft last year and put respect on his name, but not the fifth round pick in the same draft? So don't tell me about who's drafted in the fifth round. I think Commanders fans and that fan base and people who watch the Commanders are so scarred and burned. Hell, Kirk Cousins was a fourth round pick who are so burned by the revolving door at quarterback until they don't know a good one when they see one. And I said this last year that if, if Ron Rivera ever wised up and gave that boy the ball, he wasn't giving the job back. It took him to the last game of the season to do it. But I'm telling you, they got one. Mike Jones, mark my words. Mm. They got a quarterback uh, in D.C. now. I mean, we will see. Uh, I think that you also, but you can't compare San Francisco's situation to Washington. San Francisco no, has no, not at a all. system they got an infrastructure. where, yes. you know, yeah. So, yes. you know, they won games with with, uh, with Brock Purdy. They won games with Jimmy Garoppolo. They won games. I mean, they were competitive sure. with Nick Mullins. And no, I, I just I just brought that everything. up in terms of like the, yeah. dra- like the stigma of where you were where drafted. Where it was drafted. Yeah, right, just, right. yeah, that's all I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, but my thing is they they were talking, oh, man, well, he would have been a second-round pick if he came the year before that. Well, if you thought he was so good, why didn't you take him sooner um, than the fifth round? See, um, look at that skepticism. The other- skepticism is dripping from your voice, Mike Jones. <laughs> I've seen this movie a million times. What's this, quarterback number 27? I mean, I hope, I hope for my family and friends who are still Commanders fans, I hope that, yeah, maybe this can't end the carousel. Well, but, I mean, that offensive line is not very good. So, I was there at practice when they were going against the Ravens, and Sam Howell did make some good throws. He's got some good mobility. I think he's kind of like a more mobile Cousins. He's got a quick release, but, you know, he's mm-hmm. more mobile. Um, but the thing is, that offensive line, man, there were times he'd make a good throw. The next play, he'd drop back, boom, swallowed up by Ravens defenders. Um, you know, so... It all depends on what you have in front of you. You can be a great quarterback, yeah. but if guys are running through there like turnstile, it doesn't matter. Well, let me ask you this real quick, uh, Mike, because I know Eric Bieniemy's life did not start with the Kansas City Chiefs, his coaching life. I mean, he had a career before he went to Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, a lot of success there. What is he, what is he trying to establish based on what you've seen? What is he establishing offensively in Washington? 
Um, I think he wants a very a varied offense. He wants an offense that's going to play hard, that's going to be uh, competitive, that's going to be detail oriented. Um, that's what he's really been pu pushing these guys finish um, to do it the right way um, because. They have this quarterback. It's a young quarterback, but they got a really talented wide receiver group. They've got talented running backs. Like I said, the question mark is the offensive line. But he wants uh, to prove that, hey, I can really cook something up with this offense, with these players that I have there. But he is preaching to them attention to detail. Um, if they do the little things right, it will pay off. And look, if he can get this team to put points on the board and move the ball up and down the field, there are zero questions, zero arguments that you can make against him and his qualifications as a head coach. So I think part of him, he took this job knowing, hey, yeah, there are questions about me, but if I get it done yeah. here, like I'm writing my check. I'm going to leave y'all with this because we got less than a minute left. This might be a conversation for another day, Michael, but I'm going to, this is going to be music to your ears. You know, I love, the, I love, I love the Ravens and I love the Bengals. I didn't put on for the Bengals and we'll see if the Browns turn the corner. You know who got a lot around him? Kenny Pickett. It looked like enough in front of him. Bro, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh got some weapons, dog. Wide receiver, two running backs, two tight ends. Bro, Pittsburgh, your Steelers, Michael. That's your, I know that's your squad. Pittsburgh it might be a problem. And the defense. You didn't even yeah, mention the defense. Say, yeah. 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 You didn't oh, you know, that's, that's, just, that's just what they do. And but, yeah, Mike but Tom. they filled in. They had some holes. And, and Mike Tomlin. Yeah, they had some holes on defense. They've actually filled in some of the holes. They've had the last couple of years legitimate stars at all three yeah. levels on defense. Three mics, Mike Jones. We appreciate you, brother. Michael Holly, I'll talk to you Thanks later, man. Be good. All right, y'all. Good stuff. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.